On today's show, we welcome Catherine Allen, a wondrous athlete from Perth in Western Australia. Welcome, Kat. Cool. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, very excited to have you on. Very excited. Yes. And I see your posts. You're always out doing heaps of fit things, always with a big beaming smile, making it look like it's like it's easier than I than I know that it must be because I'm out trying to to keep up with the the things that you're up to. Uh, but for people listening who you know may not have actually come across you yet, could you tell us a little bit about your endurance life? Yeah, so uh, I'm Kat. I'm 25. Um, my endurance life so far is um, still quite young. Uh, I probably only got to into triathlons and running in about uh the end of 2016 mm. um i got into it because both my parents uh have been uh cycling for a, a long time and got into ironmans and that and um i probably got to the point where they were getting fitter than me yeah right so i yeah so i was like oh i can't be having that um <laughs> so my mum took me out for a bike ride uh at the end of 2016 uh, I think it was about 40 or 50k ride to the city and back. And yeah, I figured that, okay, that wasn't too bad. Um, mm. I can probably give some of this stuff a crack. Uh, and then in, I think, February 2017, I signed up to my first um, fun run where I actually decided to actually run it, not walk it. Uh, and that was just 10k down in Bustleton. Um, so I gave that a crack and... Then I enjoyed that and started like signing up to stuff for my family and that. And uh, I did my first triathlon in March of 2017 um, down in Cary Valley, uh, which for those who don't know the course, it's at the RIC Resort. It's um, in a lake, which for some people they say is amazing because there's no ways to try and swim free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I... I don't do well in the water. Uh, okay. I, I don't like uh, the sand. I don't like seaweed. I don't like rocks. Um, so I thought I'd be okay in a lake until I think I got about 100 meters in and I realized I couldn't see the bottom and it was pitch black. Mm. Yes. So um, I've managed to breaststroke my way through the swim, um, get out onto the bike and finish that. And then um, – kind of plod my way through the 4k trail run um and then I finished that and kind of fell in love with it all and uh then I decided well I was meant to do a team I'm out with my mum and I was I was only training for the run and then I found out that she signed up to do the whole thing on her own mm. Oops. and yeah so then I was kind of like <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know anyone that did triathlons so I had no one that I could fine to do a team with and uh, I kind of already said that I wanted to do it so I just bit the bullet and uh, signed up to the do the whole thing on my own. Wow. And uh, yeah so I didn't really know what I was doing. I kind of um, followed roughly what my parents were doing. I knew that if I ran a couple of times a week and cycled a couple of times a week then I should be all right. And was it a half or a full? What Was uh, it an just- Ironman? Yeah, just the half, so seventy point three. Just a half. Yep. Oh, sorry, okay. not just a half. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's a big yeah. distance. That's yeah, I'm yeah. impressed. Yeah, so I uh, kind of trained for that. I was still riding on a flat bar of cages, and my bike training consisted of spin class at the time. Um, <laughs> like I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, so yeah, then I finally got a road bike in August and fell off a couple of times and eventually learned how to ride in cleats and um yeah so I finished December uh and it was it was definitely one to remember I think by the time I got onto the run it was like 36 or 37 degrees wow uh so yeah it was a tough day um but I finished that and uh then yeah I decided that I loved doing 70.3s and I wanted to do some more so and then here I am two years later yeah this is like quite interesting to me because um, like I'd almost want to go back if I can, yep. you know, we go back, what, three years, you're 22, say, yep. um, not fit, like no. not doing anything exercise related at all. Yep. And just, you know, the, the, the parents getting fit thing, I, I get that. My, I've been seeing my dad get quite fit and I'm like, hang on a sec, that's not cool. You know, uh, my, my 50 year old dad could, could, you know, run rings around me right now. So that's been a, a good little motivator. I get that. 
but then you just you just go out for a little forty or fifty k ride and just it's okay. Just a I've done a fifty I did a fifty k ride once with no real training, and I felt like I nearly died. Like I I know I didn't, but maybe a doctor might have told me I might have. But I, like you know, as it was, like I I got home, I had to sleep for like hours. My body ached. Uh, I, and and so you just found you went and did this race and it and well, this just a ride, just a ride with with mum and and you were fine after it. Like you weren't aching uh, or well so I think I'm pretty sure it was boxing day that I did it so I was had pretty much carb loaded the day before Christmas dinner mm. um and I'm I'm pretty sure we probably would have stopped halfway in the city for a coffee for an hour or so to regain it um and cycle back but yeah I, it was definitely wasn't a fast ride but uh I managed to finish it so still that's pretty cool yeah and, yeah. and then like it's painting a picture for me like i'm i'm quite intrigued by this because like that is a really short space of time uh you know you're you're a, a year later or in, you know next the next calendar year you're doing a fun run and you're deciding not to walk the run so yeah. you know it's not exactly a huge amount of time since i'm just starting to do some of this exercise Next thing you're in your triathlon, you, you obviously you're, you're doing your spin class, um, and, and you know you've hooked, you've been hooked by this, um, by the by the triathlon. The feeling is quite amazing, so I, I get where you're coming from, and then you're like quite the mindset for you just to like, well, you know, I, I don't know anyone else to take up the other two legs, so I'll just complete a half Ironman and and finishing it, like. And kind of we're just chatting now, like, oh, it's just, you know, I just finished just the half Ironman. Like, that's incredible. I've been, like, working out pretty hard. I'm, I'm running. And I don't know if I was to just rock up right now if I could finish a half Ironman. So that's really impressive. I, does, do you look back to that and think, like, wow, I just kind of, like, cruised a half Ironman? Yeah, I mean... Like I still, I come up to the events now and I'm still just like, oh my God, am I going to be able to do this? But mm-hmm. I think it's just the environment on race day, like the crowds there cheering you on and the whole atmosphere of like even just any fun run I do. Um, I find that the people they're racing carry you and then the people cheering you on also carry you as well. Um, yeah. So I, I don't tend to take it as like it's a race, like I'm not the best, like I'm not going to win or anything. I just want to mm-hmm. finish it. Um so I tend to try and just take the mindset of just, just get there, enjoy it, you know, don't put too much stress on it. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, and it is an enjoyable thing. You know, you're getting out, your body is, you know, feeling great. Yeah, there's so many um, benefits. I suppose it'd be interesting to know from your perspective, what what are some of the benefits that like being an endurance athlete brought into your life? Uh, so I think uh, probably the first obvious one is uh, physically. Um, I mean, like I've never been this fit in my life I never thought I would be this fit um I think I used to struggle just running for 20 minutes on a treadmill Mm. um and now it's just like it doesn't seem it it doesn't phase me anymore now it's like it's something I know I can do um and I think another thing as well is uh getting myself out there and meeting new. like I've made so many new friends um that I wouldn't have met if I didn't do triathlon Mm. um and just people to train with that I've caught up with and people that I find that I can cycle with. Um, it's helped me come out of my shell a lot more because um, I'm a very, very shy person. Yeah, right. Um, like if people meet me for the first time, they think that I'm very rude. Um, and it's not because I don't want to talk to them. It's because I'm very – it takes me a lot of courage to get up there and talk to people. Well, I'm in- incredibly impressed by you um, coming onto this podcast and, and being so courageous. I, I'm super impressed. Well done. Oh, well done. I, I had to go for a run before <laughs> to go get okay. some nerves out of it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's helped build up a lot of my confidence. Um, mm. And I think the biggest one for me personally is uh, mentally how much it's helped me. Um, before I got into triathlons, I uh, had a very – low self-esteem um from bullying in high school and that um and it led to quite a um still a lengthy ongoing battle with um my eating habits and um anxiety Mm. um and triathlon is it's maybe turn my mindset on my body and stop thinking of it as an enemy and using it as a tool to get me through um, my goals and what I want to do um and realizing that I need to treat it properly in order to get there 
Um, yeah, wow. Well, yeah. that's a powerful thing, isn't it? I mean, you know, you wouldn't, you were certainly not alone um, in having, you know, things happen, whether it's through high school or, or whenever, but also the, the whole body image thing and, and eating habits. And, you know, there's a whole range of people that, um, in a range of things that people can struggle with. And for you, you know, to be so open about that and to have seen these benefits come to you, like it seems to me that you are you know, you've become a bit of an advocate for raising awareness about that as well? Yeah, like, I definitely want people to realise that fitness isn't, it doesn't have to be a punishment kind of thing. Like, it's not a tool to control your body. It should be something that you use to empower it and, you know, set new goals and challenges. Mm. So. Mm, I like that. And actually, I was looking at um, one of your... Um, one of your posts, and I saw that you had you're holding a shield, and it looked like uh, uh, yeah. Could you tell me a yeah. bit about that? Because it seems to me like the you, you know you're beam, it looks like you're beaming with confidence in the in the um, in the picture. You you look like you're there you know with one of your mates, and, and so I can sort of see that it does look like endurance sport really has helped bring a lot of joy into your life. But but what, what's that shield about? Yeah, um, so at work, uh, B and another girl, um, one of my mates, Taryn, we, because um, we do shift work, we find it quite hard to find other people to train with. Mm. So in August of last year, we uh, set up a little social triathlon club in our workplace. And um, yeah, right. we've, we've seen it grow to about 30-odd people. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so it's still, it's still growing, but we're quite proud of what we've um, come up with. And in... March of the, this year, they had the Sports Federation Awards for our workplace, and we managed to get um, Sports Team of the Year, which we were quite mm. pleased about after only about six months or so of actually being up and running. And so, how do you so, join the club? You have to you have to work. It has you have to work for your organisation to join the club. Yeah, so I'm a, a police officer with the WA Police. Um, oh, what? So, oh, right. Yeah, so um, you have to join the job to be part of it. Um, but yeah, because it's quite hard juggling shift work and then like if people have families and that finding the time because not everyone can train it um, in the middle of the day when you're getting ready for your afternoon shift and that. So that's kind of why we started it up. Yeah, right. My boy's thinking about becoming a police officer. I, I find that that's quite interesting. Um, and so, you know, yeah, so different police, they're joining and this thing's kind of growing. That's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's well, and and that must be pretty interesting to see that you know you just an idea that you had is kind of growing and and bringing some you know other accolade into your life. Yeah, yeah. So it's a fun little project to try and manage that we've come up with. Um, but yeah, it's great. Like I've met so many more people now through the workplace and that that um we can all train together. Um, and people from all over Perth and um, regional coppers as well joining. So it's been quite good start with. Mm, 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 I like it. I like it. And so um, it's, it was a pretty heavy place that you've been in. And by the sounds of things, you know, you, you, you were sort of saying that it's been a bit of an ongoing thing. Um, but getting to this level of fitness, um, and I suppose the fact that you've been raising awareness and you've tapped into this community, have you been finding that others, you've been inspiring others to be able to overcome some of these things in their own lives? Uh uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to think so. Um, no one's really credited me for it, but I'd like to think that I try and encourage others to get out there and give it a go. Mm, mm. Yeah, so I've been, um, well, I had got to have a little bit of a catch up with Jake Malby, and he's, um, you know, gone on to become like a bit of an ultra runner, not just a bit, actually, an ultra runner. Um, and he's um, been doing a lot of stuff with like living. Um, you know, and it's 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 really great to see people like yourself putting yourself out there and, you know, really for others and for yourself, but to, to really sort of spread the word and, and help others to potentially, you know, improve their lives and get out of dark places and, and find a way to, to move forward. And it seems to me that this endurance um, sport really has played a big part for you to be able to, to build a positive identity around that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think um, before I got into triathlons, I kind of I had no real goal or ambition. So kind of um, my insecurities in that, um, they had nowhere to go. So they, I kind of felt like I was surrounded by them all the time. Mm. Um, and then triathlon at first kind of became the distraction from that. 
Um, but then it became something that just helped me find out who I want to be and um, grow confidence in myself. I like it. And so would you have, like, you know, you've done all these events. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, at a at a glance, and um, tell me if I'm wrong, but I've, from memory I think it might have been like that you've done some 12 half marathons, I think now four half Ironmans. So you're obviously enjoying doing them. Uh, do you have a favourite? Uh, I think, oh, yeah, like I definitely, I love doing my, um, half marathons. I finally got under sub two, which has taken me a long time to get to. Mm. Um, but I definitely love, um, triathlons and I definitely love the Ironman distance. Um, cause it's just a whole other level. Like you can't really, for me anyway, I can't go out that hard. It's more about just, I've got to survive the five and a half, six hours that I'm out there. Um, so I tend to find it's more less about going full speed for the whole time. It's more about, you know, enjoying the atmosphere and everyone else is doing it. Mm. I wonder, um, you know, you, like I imagine a police officer, I imagine a fit person that can chase down a robber, right? That's in my head. (laughs) You know, you, you would know better than me, but when you're at work or you're talking with others and obviously you're making an impact with your, with your club that you've started, but do you find that others are quite intrigued about, or, or I suppose inspired, or, you know, we could find a different word, but, you know, amazed, whatever it might be about what you've been able to accomplish fitness wise like knocking over half marathon half ironmans is no small feat so is is that something that other people around you are intrigued by uh yeah i think so like um definitely people who knew me when i first um joined up um i think i've shown them because i first joined up i hated doing pt and i was definitely not one of the fast people in the group so i think they've definitely seen me change um and start to like fitness Mm. um i mean i'm actually pretty lucky that uh where I work there's actually a lot of us that are into endurance um, sports which I think also it's great it's a very positive uh, workplace that I'm in um, that keeps me encouraged and learning about new events to sign up to Mm, mm. yeah see that's handy isn't it against that sense of community certainly um, is playing a big part and having having support around you is a big thing I see that your um, in Instagram is about run running on vegetables Yes. So plant-based? Uh, yeah, so I've been vegetarian for uh, four or five years now. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so I've I tried a lot when I was a kid and, uh, and I blame my parents. So I'd be vegetarian for a week and then my mom would put a ham sandwich in my lunchbox and I'd go, oh, well, and just eat it. <laughs> so I kind of had to wait till I moved out of home. But yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that whenever my um, dad gets around my kids that they end up having like some sort of double beef burger or something. I'm sure it happens. Um, But yeah, at home here, pretty much everything's vegetarian. And and my wife has learned, you know, a lot about nutrition and a lot about, um, you know, how to get protein and and everything else that we sort of need uh, and makes these delicious meals, uh, which I just absolutely love eating. How do you sort of guide um, your nutrition? How do you tackle that? Like you're obviously doing these, um, you know, pretty, pretty big endurance events uh how do you how do you tackle your food is there any tips for people that you know are vegetarians and and might like to um, consider you know eating the way you eat or even they're not um, vegetarian but would would perhaps like to become vegetarian uh yeah so i think for me just because of my background i had to be very careful on um what i was eating because i kind of either have a sense of under eating or overeating like i never I'm never great at that balance. Mm. Um, so for me, because I didn't feel comfortable um, knowing if I was doing the right amount, uh, eating the right amount for the amount of exercise I was doing, um, I went and saw a sports dietitian to get a rough guideline. Um, yeah. But even then, like, I still kind of um, tweaked it a bit to work on um, what I felt was I was comfortable with eating, and um, I'm still definitely not the healthiest person. Um, I've think going from a time where I was too scared to eat carbs or never really treated myself. Um, now that I've become comfortable with it, I'm definitely enjoying the treats now. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, I think as long as you know that you're eating healthy, um, 
like you can kind of tell on yourself if you should probably just have like two rows of chocolate or if you should eat the whole block, like you know mm-hmm. in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with eating the whole block of chocolate. I mean, <laughs> oh, I have eaten many a block of chocolate, yeah. so you yeah. know, no guilt there. Yeah, no, so, no guilt there. Um, yeah, I think it's just about finding what's right for you. I think me personally, um, since being vegetarian, um, I've never felt better in myself. Um, my eating since I changed it um, just changed dramatically. I think as soon as I became vegetarian, the whole fear of carbs um, kind of it was still there, but it kind of had to go out the window because I realized that once I cut out a lot of other foods, um, I needed that energy. So I had to eat the rice and the pasta um, to stop me feeling tired all the time. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think you know in yourself, like if you're tired and stuff, then obviously there's something you're doing that's wrong. Um, and eating plays a huge role um, in how well you can train. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Are you a person that in these events are you are you into the goos and the and the cliff bars and things? Are you taking a banana on your on your on your bike or on your on your run? What, what's your what's your race nutrition like? Uh, so I'm still kind of tweaking it. Um, I'm probably doing a silly thing, um, and I won't tell my coach, but I was going to find out now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, in the past, I've um, found that I've eaten too much on the, um, the bike and that, and then I've come to the run and I end up feeling bloated and I can't eat and that. So I'm trying um, something completely new for Saturday for um, Buster and Ironman. I'm going to try and eat a little bit less and see if I can then get on the run and actually stomach something. Um, mm. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but in my training runs, um, yeah, I just tend to grab whatever um i've been addicted to uh the sour patch kids at the moment is it, are they like a type of lolly yeah the, the sugar lollies okay so um because i found out that they were um vegan so i've decided that's given me the excuse to eat as many as i want yeah yeah i see that sounds <laughs> so, good yeah often on that, like um what are they called the uh the checkpoints you know, um, in like some of the trail runs and all of a sudden there's lollies there and I'm thinking, hmm, I'm not normally eating lollies. I've been known to grab a couple of lollies and keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's always a nice little pick-me-up. Mm. Yep. So Sour I'm patch. There you go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's probably wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's something like that. Um, yeah. Is yeah. it a bit – it's a bit – sounds like a bit of fun for you, like, you know, growing and evolving as you're moving forward and, you know, still very young – um, but piece, piecing together all of these things and even just from like an Ironman perspective, I'm going to try this on the weekend and, and get, and you're learning. So do you find that that plays a big part in your life, learning and, and growing and, and sort of taking in feedback from what's happening in your life t- to allow yourself to grow? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think every time I go out for a training session, I'm learning something new, like what to do and what not to do. Um, and every event I do, I'm, learning something more about what to do in terms of like race day and how I train but also learning about myself and believing in myself every every time I finish an event I get that little bit more confident um Mm. and learning about what I can actually do yeah it's it's quite intriguing like to think from 25 uh you're 25 now but to 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 go back just three years you were doing nothing yeah you know so like the 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 transformation is quite remarkable from there to now, yeah. and to think you know imagine what you'll be doing by the time you're thirty if you keep if you keep doing this and you seem to have a real passion and a love for it and a whole community sort of building around you to to do it your job suits um, to be active. Um, so is do you ever sort of project ahead and think, geez, you know what what might you be up to in a few years' time? Yeah, like I have some. Like I'm always looking at events. Um, that I want to sign up to, um, but mm-hmm. I'm going to have to win the lotto or something if I want to afford all of them. Yeah, they're a bit um, dear, aren't they, sometimes? Yeah, yeah, mm. but um, I've got hooked pretty hard, so I've definitely got some things that I want to tick off eventually. Okay, well, could um, you, would you, are, you, are you open to put it out there? Oh, um, so I think I was like, listening to the radio the other day and they were talking about um, the world's hardest marathon mm-hmm. or half marathon. I've called that the point to peak or something um I think it was it was either Tasmania or New Zealand or something but it's like a half marathon that is basically just straight up a mountain yeah right or something like that and I was like oh yeah yeah Mm. so I was like that'll cost a bit um but yeah just 
stuff like that, I'm like, right, that's the number one on the list of things to do. Yeah, um, so you've got like a little um, an adventure event um, bucket list. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Any others? Uh, so uh, last year I did my first um, swim run event around um, Bronis Island. Um, and there's another one that they do in Sydney um, that I'd really be keen to give a crack at. Um, yeah, but swim runs a whole... Is that, is that yeah, actual fun? Yeah, it's a swim run. So you, um, it's multiple lengths where you, you swim, then you run, then you swim, then you run continuously. Oh, um, I've never seen that before. That's interesting. Tell me a bit yeah. more about that. Um, so it started in Sweden, I think. Um, and it's basically, so what you wear um, for the run, you then wear in the swim. So you run in your trainers and your tri suit and um like jammers which are like wetsuit kind of shorts um and and you have a pool boy that you have strapped to your leg um so you swim in the ocean in your trainers and then you get out with your trainers um soaking wet um and then go for a run and then by the time you dry you're hopping back into the water and swimming again oh wow i think i've seen some photo neil uh of rich roll with and and maybe in the event that i saw him doing he had Maybe he was tied to someone else. I, I don't know. I've got this yeah, strange image. Yeah. yeah. Is that it? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so okay. You're so you have a uh, pulley um, between you and your uh, partner, um, which what? I, what? yeah. What? Okay. I, that's blowing my mind right now because I had looked at that photo and I, I just had figured that they were running close to one another. So they are tied together and, yeah. and were you yeah. tied to someone else? Uh, so, so the reason they tie you together is because when you're swimming and running, you have to stay with your partner or you have to stay within a certain distance. Mm. Um, and sometimes if one of you is a stronger swimmer, they can swim ahead and they can pull you in the water. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I wouldn't but, mind being towed along. That sounds like Yeah. Fun. Well, I definitely need to do that next time because um, I swam last year with my mate Karis and um, she's definitely a stronger swimmer than me. Um, mm. And there were points where she was doing backstroke and just watching me try to keep up and she was getting cold because I was going that slow. So I think we had a couple of legs where um, I held onto her ankles while she um, did front crawl just to keep herself warm and I just kicked. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This sounds like an adventure. Yeah. Yeah, this sounds really cool. And um, had you and your friend just saw this come up and thought, oh, let's let's try it. Why not? Uh, Yeah, so she – Got to the event thanks to um, uh, Karen, who runs OI Sports in um, Over East. Um, and he was sponsoring however Ada to do it. And she ne- needed someone else that was crazy enough to do it. Because mm. uh, going out in your shoes is pretty full on into the swim. Yeah. Did, like that's, you know, triathlon, yeah, cool. But going out in your shoes, I don't know why that part of it shocks me so much than being tied to somebody else but that just sounds like such a crazy awesome adventure yeah yeah so it was, i think about halfway through i was screaming and shouting at her going like why are we doing this um mm. but yeah it's definitely it was definitely a fun event i didn't realize um how much of the actual run would be through sand mm. it's running so on I sand think, is a bit tricky yeah so i think most of the event was on sand on the beach um and I think there was only about 3K of the actual event that was actually on a paved road. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was a great event. And, uh, yes, I'm grateful for her for asking me to do that, despite how much it hurt. Okay. So there's so, another one of those coming up that you want to do? Yes. So there's another oh. one, uh, Rottnest again in December. Um, but there's also the Swim Run Australia that I really want to tick off my adventure list as well. Yeah, the adventure list. That's, yes. that's, uh, let's, let's make that a thing. I, 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 I feel like I've just added um, this swim run thing to, to my list. I'm going to yep. have a little bit of a look at that. I wonder if um, I can get someone on. Well, you, I've got you talking yep, to you about you it. But, yep. um, but that's that's quite cool. Um, and were you tied together during the run as well? Uh, you can be, um, yeah. But so. you don't have to as long as you run close no. enough together. No. What happens if you don't run close together? Does someone penalise you or something? Well, you, technically, you um, I don't know, you will get uh, told off for that because the rules do say you have to stay together. Um, yeah. Well, that's a challenge in but, itself because people yeah. can be faster 
faster runners or faster swimmers. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really. I'm. I'm. That this is cool. I'm, I didn't yeah. even expect us to talk about that. That's that's really cool. And so, yeah. What what's intriguing to me is you know you've talked a little bit about um, mind space. And about how you've had, you know, your struggles and, and different things. But it also sounds to me like you really do have quite a champion mindset in a way and that you can turn up and just get it done. Like I'm just going to turn up to the first 70.3 and you just get it done. You've done all those events since then. You turn up to this super challenging event where you end up having to hold the person's ankles and, and kick as if they're some motorized kickboard. Yeah. And yet you just, you just keep turning up and getting it done. And for someone so young, I, I, I'm, I'm super impressed, but I'd love to know from your perspective, what do you think makes up a successful mindset? Uh, I think, uh, that's true. I, like, I'm still trying to learn myself, like what makes a successful mindset. Um, but I think it's, I got to remember like that when I do an event or a run, like how good I feel after um, mm. and how much better I feel um, when I get to the end of the week and I've done my training sessions or I've done an event or I've gone out for a bike ride with someone. Because um, I think sometimes you wake up and you're like, oh God, I can't be bothered to go for a swim or you know I can't be bothered to go to the gym um and it's always when I get up and I don't do it that I end up then it affects my whole day and I end up like can't be bothered to do like work and end up eating poorly uh but then it's um I gotta remember that even if it hurts like getting up early and getting out there that once I've done my training or once I've done that ride that I then feel good for the rest of the day Mm. Um, I think it's, it's the thing is about being consistent with it um, and building habits. Like it took me a long time to get into the habit of getting up early and getting training. And like I used, I still now have to set multiple alarms to get up, but it's a lot easier now to get up and get it done because I know how good I feel afterwards. Um, mm. So yeah, it's just, it's remembering how you feel afterwards and the endorphins you get from finishing that session. Um, that I think helps set you up for the rest of the day and the rest of the week so it's quite weird how the mind works isn't it you know like setting multiple alarms yeah the person that's like yeah i'll go running in the morning and then you know the alarm goes off and you're like oh no no i'm you're looking for the snooze button yeah uh, and and it but it but then knowing also now even though you know that you're going to feel great for the rest of the day there's still somehow this little battle that goes on in the mind that says no nah, just Stay in bed. I, I see these cool shirts out at the moment, lots of people running in them that say um, kind of want to go for a run, kind of want to stay in bed or something yeah. like that. I, I find that quite quite uh, an apt or a good label to, to be on a, on a runner's shirt because I feel the same thing. Like, a, And I guess everybody goes through it. But are you? do you feel like now having built that habit, having no like knowing quite deeply how good you feel, that it's easier now to 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 draw on strength to get up every day. Uh, yeah, I think it's still hard, but it's a lot easier now that I've um, been doing it consistently for a while, um, mm. and I've learned little things to help get me up. Like um, if I have a training session to do or something, I do something to make it a bit more enjoyable. Like I've started. Um, had a disco ball set up in my garage and pumped some music to get me up and making me feel a bit better about it. Or um, I've learned that if I can to try and meet people um, mm -hmm. and go training with them, because I can easily like um, ignore my alarm and say, no, I'll do it later. Um, but I know that if someone's getting up at four in the morning to meet me, that uh, I can't really bail on them and I have to get up. That'd no, be so pretty harsh. Yeah. Sorry, so sorry, sorry, Betty. No, I just I hit that snooze button a couple too yeah. many times. You know, yeah. poor Betty's out there just freezing in the cold. Yeah. No, I like that. So accountability to others. I don't know if you've got a friend named Betty. Apologise yeah. <laughs> if you did. Um, so that so that's cool. And um, uh, one thing that is is always intriguing to me is is just how we can be growing, we can be putting together this this mindset and, and we're kind of building it on the go. You know, you've, you're turning up every day with the best mindset you possibly can and who, who knows where it'll move to, but the, the mindset that you've got now, conquering all of these things, do, 
how does it compare, if you don't mind me asking, to the the twenty two year old who wasn't who wasn't exercising? Like you talked about confidence now, and I suppose I'm I, I guess I'd love to uh, hone in on um, the transformation and and how that might translate to somebody else who's sitting at home right now listening to this and thinking, geez, I would love to do these things, but perhaps I can't. Would you have a message for them? Now looking back? Yeah. Um, I think you've just got to put yourself out there. Um, like I was lucky that I had um, my parents that were into the sport, so I kind of had someone to lean off. Um, but since getting into triathlons and running, I've realised how many amazing groups there are um, that you can join and be a part of and, like, how friendly everyone is. Mm. Um, so... I think if people just want to give it a go, they just need to put themselves out there, um, find a group that's near them and join it or just message someone that they've been following and just say, hey, like, they don't need to run with you, but just say, hey, can you give me some tips on how to get started and try and put yourself out there into that community? Because um, a lot of the people um, I've met through the sport and that and um, for events and stuff, um, they've helped me and made me um made me do new events or maybe train harder and all that so I think the biggest thing if you want to get involved in that is just take the leap of faith and you know put yourself out there and talk to the people that are doing the sports and that um and yeah because there's so many groups out there that you can join um that will help you like get into running or cycling and stuff so mm, yeah there is really there is a lot like I mean I I joined a triathlon club here um, and then as part of that that's helped me then to find I mean there's people that go cycling regularly there's I've joined an open water swimming club out of that I see that there's running clubs I'm now part of a, um, a coached squad um, who you know meets up regularly and you know you turn up to something and like it's an open water swim or a run he'll run something and you just see their faces and you just know that there's going to be some banter, there's going to be some laughs. And it really just, in my opinion, magnifies the whole experience to somewhat make it sociable, social or sociable, yeah. I suppose. And it takes it away from this, uh, the dreaded exercise for the sake of uh, burning off the three donuts that I ate yeah. at lunchtime. If that, you know, does that kind of relate? Yeah. Yeah. So, so putting yourself out there, getting out there, and and uh, if you were if you're the message is I suppose to get out there and and be a part of the world. There's a whole world waiting to accept you. Yeah, yeah. But mm. there's so there's so many groups you can join. There's trail running groups, there's swimming clubs, there's cycling groups. There's just there's so many that you can reach out to, and just you know, the half of them will say just come for a couple of sessions, and you can decide there and then if you want to join. Um, and 90% of the time, the group's going to be fantastic and you're going to want to keep going. So. You're going to be hooked. Yeah. Mm, I like it. And so when you're not, I mean, you've, you've made friends um, through through all these endurance activities that you've been doing. So so when you're not um, competing and training, what are you getting up to for fun? Uh, it sounds sad, but training makes up a lot of um, my time. Um, mm -hmm. since starting, cause I do shift work and that as well. So a lot of the time when I'm off, um, my friends are working. Mm, that's always um, tricky. Yeah. So, and that the fact my partner also does shift work as well. Um, so I'm trying to spend my days off trying to, um, balance training with also, um, when my partner's at home, um, and seeing him and then trying to also find out when I can see my friends, um, so when I'm not training, it's kind of looking at my calendar, figuring out when I can and can't see my friends for a quick coffee or something. Mm. Um, so I do try and make a lot of my training social. Yeah, so that's two birds, one, one yeah. stone, I suppose. Because there is only so many hours in a day. Yeah. And shift work kind of, you know, unless you're hanging with all other shift work people that happen to be on the exact same shift that you're on, um, then, then it does become a bit of a challenge. I find, you know, even in my own life, when you've got uh, like this, this, there's only so many things that you can do. Hey, like you get yeah. so much time, you're allocated a certain way. I was having a chat to a guy at work um, yesterday or the day before, um, and we were it must have been yesterday, and we we're talking about how you know when you invest time, like he was talking about what he gets up to, 
And for me with kids, full-time job, training, podcast, I love these catch-ups, there isn't really much more time. And, and so if you can get that social aspect from the clubs and the, and the training partners or just even uh, building a network of friends around you that train, then you get to have all those cool catch-ups and enjoy the passion of, of whatever it is that you're into and get the benefits of of the endurance side of that, or fitness and everything else we sort of talked about. So it sounds like a clever way of tackling it. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely try and combine my social life with my training as much as I can. Um, and, yeah, there's also trying to, we're trying to start up things with a tri club and organise events for that. So a lot of my time is spent um, revolved around um, getting active. Mm. Um and then half the time when I end up catching up with my friends, um, I do often end up dragging them off for a session anyway. Okay. I'm not sure if they love or hate me for that, but if they're turning yeah. up in if they turn up in sports gear, then you know they're they're up for it. If they turn yeah. up in like I don't know some sort of like going out dress in high heels, like they're trying to give you the hint, like no, we, yeah. we can't we can't go swimming now. Yeah. Have you got your swimmers underneath? Yes, let's go for a swim. You're probably yeah. saying. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I like it. I, I could use that friend, I think, you know, because if I'm out somewhere, I always feel better once I've exercised. I love that like, you sort of touched on that before, but, you know, even tonight I'm like, oh, yeah, I might not. I might not do it. But then I just run for 30 minutes on the treadmill and I feel great. I'm so glad I did it. All the all the good feelings. I don't know why we trick ourselves into into not doing these things. I'm going to have to look yeah. into that. But for, for you, I see uh, – I, I'm still going to just keep calling it Miracle Cream, this flower power <laughs> physio creme. You, yep. you see, are you an ambassador for them, or is is it you just love it, or? Uh, yeah. So um, I was lucky enough to be one of their sponsored athletes um, for the last year and a half or so now. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh. It, it is Miracle Cream. It does it work is. wonders. Yeah. And so, so tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Like, you are there any other brands that you're working with? And that you, because I mean, like th- three years ago, you were doing nothing, and now you're busy. You've got some sponsors. This, you know, you're, you're an ambassador. This is pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. So I've been pretty lucky. Um, I've managed to get my local um, Bite Force Clarkson to somehow have hope in me um, mm. and let me be an ambassador for them. Um, and they've been great. They've um, hooked me up um, as a Merida ambassador um, this year. Um, so I've got my brand new road bike with, um, through them. Mm. Um, and, yeah, Tom that runs that shop, he's awesome. Because um, I, even after two and a half, three years of riding, I still have no idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he normally <laughs> gets given a bike and I'm like, it's making a noise. Can you fix it? Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm still trying to learn that. Um and then another great one is uh, Karen, who I said, who runs OIS Sports um, over East, who um, hooked me up with my wetsuit um, that's made by Ada, which is actually a company over in France that he's trying to yeah, bring right. over here. Mm. Um, yes, he's been great. And he's the one that um, helped um, me and Karis go over for the run swim run last year. Um, yeah, that's another great one. Um, I think my biggest one... Um, not so much a brand, but um, my coach, Dan, who runs Hopper Sports Performance, um, he's helped um, a great deal. Um, he's maybe learned that spin class is not the best training mm-hmm. um, <laughs> for Ironmans. Um, and, yeah, he's helped me for the last <laughs> over the last year to um, really smash out some goals and um, get me ready for the next one. So. So yeah. that's cool. So you came, you, you, you're cruising along. I mean, you, you're building a little community around you. you. You certainly seem to be throwing yourself into a lot of things and, and giving back and doing, making your own club. That's cool. But um, so, so when you got the coach, it was like, were, you, were you thinking like you'd like to just improve? How did, how did that meeting come about to, to end up getting a coach? Uh, so I was like, I was trying to figure out how I could balance it all with shift work. And I, I still wasn't really sure on, what I needed to do um, to get to like improve and get myself to the next level. Um, so I just reached out on Instagram and it was just like, hey, does anyone know a coach? Like, can anyone recommend one? Um, and I got in contact with Dan. And um, yeah, so after um, March, after I did Cary Valley last year in March 2018, 
mm-hmm. um, I got on board with him um, and he's helped me uh, get through this free uh, 7.3s um, and he's now helped me get up to my fifth which will be this weekend um, and he's yeah he's helped me achieve some real goals which I didn't think would be possible um, mm. but I think he's also good because I tend to have a habit of uh, signing up to everything and anything mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I know that and, feeling yeah so he's kind of also helped maybe be sensible um, when I say oh can I go to do this event straight after this one he's a bit like uh you can but it's, it might not be the best idea um, so yes yeah, so he's helped me keep sensible and injury-free thank god for the last year and helps me make it to every start line feeling pretty good so mm, and yeah. so so this is sounds like a good re- relationship um so what are your goals for the rest of the 2019 like you've got an event coming up um obviously doing well doing well there is is there any like other goals in, or including that one if, that you want to mention uh so like that i want to I do the Rotness when we run again in November. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of thinking that uh, because I've been doing the 70 point freeze for a while, it's kind of, I've been able to do the tri season um, and do the sprints, um, tries and that, but I haven't been able to do as many as I would like. Because um, obviously, if you sign up to a triathlon on the Sunday, it kind of takes away from your long run or your long ride. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping to spend the winter. Um, working on shorter and sharper um, sessions and then being able to enjoy um, the tri-season when it starts up again at the end of the year and actually do a lot more sprint and Olympic distances okay. and get a bit faster. Yeah, right. It's, and that's an interesting one too because you've kind of gone to the long stuff, you know, not the longest, but still pretty long and then sort of coming backwards. It's interesting to hear that. Like in my mind, I'm like starting with the small stuff. I'm doing it like probably in the reverse, starting with the small stuff and then hoping just to get longer and longer and longer. Um, But that's, that's really cool. And uh, it'll be interesting to see some photos coming through from your different events. So good luck, um, especially with the weekend um, just, just around the corner. So, so for people listening in, would you have, I mean, we talked about people putting themselves out there before, but would you have three tips for people that, you know, maybe they're on the couch, uh, maybe they're 22, maybe they're 42. I don't know how old how old someone might be listening in, but they're on the couch um, and they're thinking about getting into endurance activities. What, what would um, a few tips be for them that you'd give? Uh, yeah, so like I said, for number one is um, just getting yourself out there. Um, if you're not sure what to do, um, get involved in a club or get involved in a gym. Um, it's a lot easier if you have people around you to help you get there. Um, like I said, I was lucky that my parents were into it because I don't think if if they weren't, I, I don't know where I'd be right now. Um, so, yeah, get out there and get involved in your clubs. Um, the second one um, would probably be, it's a silly one, but like we would say, just have fun. Um, mm. Like, that's the only reason... I race and I train is because I enjoy it and it makes me happy. Um, I'm not out there to smash um, like other people's goals and be the best. I'm just there to, you know, get fitter and um, smash my own goals and see what I can do. Mm. Um, So endurance sport isn't for everyone. um, But I can tell you that it's a lot of fun. Um, You know, you don't have to do triathlons. You can do trail running, you can do swimming events, you can do cycling. Um, But I think the whole environment around those kinds of activities are a lot of fun um and they're just yeah they give you a good buzz and they're really enjoyable um and my third one uh i don't know um probably a silly one um but don't buy all the gear <laughs> first up okay okay um, that's interesting yeah i was thinking about this the other day um because i still um have secondhand gear from my mom and dad um mm. Endurance sport, especially triathlon, um, is a very expensive sport. Um, not to pay anyone off, but be prepared that, uh, you know, there's free sports that you're training for, so that means there's free things you've got to buy the gear for. Mm. Um, mm. And I think when you first start off, um, it's better if you can, you know, get a secondhand um, bike and, you know, um, borrow gear from friends and that um, and get the feel of the um, – the events and stuff and enjoy it because then when you go out um you know i've 
waited two years now before I've gone and got my first brand new bike. Um, and I think I've enjoyed riding an older bike first to enjoy the sport because I now appreciate my brand new bike even more. Mm. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, because if you, you join a sport, you buy the gear. I kind of think you get all that rush all in one hit um, and you don't really get the continuous um, enjoyment out of getting, you know, the new gear and that. Um, and also you don't want to buy all the stuff and then decide that you don't like the cycling, you just want to stick to running or something and you're left with all this um, gear to get rid of. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's also then there's, that means there's a whole marketplace of people that bought all the gear yeah. and maybe they found, so you might be able to go and get that second-hand yeah. bike. So, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're starting out, then I would definitely try and um, buy other stuff than that. Like I still, my race helmet I have is still my dad's um, and I probably won't buy a new one for a very long time because you don't need to have all the flash um, gear. Um, like I always get told it's not about the bike you have, it's about who's riding it. Mm. So um, mm. it's about using what you've got. Some great tips. So, Some yeah. great tips. Look, your your passion. I I love I love the idea that um, you know you you've come on. You've had the courage to come on, have a really great chat, really be you know incredibly vulnerable, and put yourself out there. You're raising awareness. Uh, as I say, the passion just shines shines through that you really are enjoying this. And and for someone you know, I mean, like like I should keep saying, so young, and turning thirty four tomorrow. But like it really is intriguing to to chat to you and and hear your mindset and and to see how things are progressing and it'll be fun to watch you over over the coming years to see you know what comes of this and if you can continue doing it which I'm which I'm sure that you will and uh, to keep kicking goals for yourself it, it's very inspiring to watch now if others are wanting to to follow along on your journey did you have some social media handles or something where they could follow you? Uh, yeah, so by big one that I put everything on is my um, Instagram, which is uh, running on vegetables. Um, and yeah, I'm always on there and people can always send me a message or a chat if they want, you know, if they have any questions and that, like I'm always happy to talk to new people. Um, I'm definitely much better talking for Instagram than I am face to face. So mm, I'm not mm. so shy on there. Um, yeah. yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, I've had such a fun time catching up with you, Kat. This has been so great. I really appreciate you taking the time to come and share your story. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been great.